0: Good morning. Good, morning. Good morning. So, I just like to take a second and just look at who's here. I don't see everybody. I'm not like taking attendance. I'm just, <laughs> I already did that. I just, you no. Know. I look different. You look clearer. Micah yeah. <laughs> yeah. said this morning, man, this is the first time you're preaching without your glasses. I said, yeah, since the last time before I had them. So,. I'm just thankful I got LASIK. If you're new to the room here, um, and I love it. So, if I reach up and do this, that's habit. So, <laughs> there's nothing on my face. I'm just, um, yeah. Pastor Glenn and Suzanne are in Florida this morning, probably just relaxing on the beach. No, they're at. Um, I mean, it'd be good for them if they are, but they went to let's see Grace's graduation from uh, Michael Coulianos's, uh the Jesus School. Uh, she had uh, her graduation and they're there supporting her. So we love them and look forward to them coming back next week. And I promised to be on my best behavior while he was gone. So um, I had a um, uh, message this morning that I was going to preach about personal revival from 1 John. And so instead of preaching that, you can just go read 1 John um, and then apply the points that he lays out because they're really good. Um, but I'm not going to preach that this morning. So uh, if you're new to River in the Hills, usually I, usually I preach the message that I prepared. So this is a little different. But I felt like the Lord was saying uh, to go a different direction. And so we were just very yielded to that. And uh, so here's my sermon notes. You You're like, where's your computer, Nate? I'm like, there's nothing on there that's going to help me. So, <laughs> so I just left it down there. But here, I want to do something. I feel like, feel like this is what the Lord said. There's, there's so much in the room that people are carrying right now, right? Everybody walked in here in a different, you're in a different place in life, whether you're walking with the Lord or you're not yet walking with the Lord. Whether you're hurting physically, financially, emotionally, whether you feel demonically oppressed, whether you're just confused, or whether you're like totally on fire for the Lord and 100% clear, Right? and then everything else that I forgot to mention. Right? Yeah. In, if I, in the flesh, when I first started preaching 10 years ago, there was always this pressure to make sure that you address everything in the room. It's impossible. I learned that it was impossible. My first sermon, I had like 17 pages of notes. So I was like, surely I have to address everything in this one verse that I'm covering or whatever. and I made it through like a half a page and i had already gone 15 minutes past my allotted time. And I was like, huh. And uh, so you, you learn quick. But here's, here's what I do know. What I do know is that it really doesn't matter how good the sermon is. I know they're really good when I preach. So you don't have to say it. I know. No, but... It doesn't matter how good it is it doesn't matter how good the worship is, and it was really good today good the mu- I'm mean, talking about the music the I'm quali- not talking about the quality of your personal worship, I'm talking about the music. But it was really good. We're blessed with great musicians and great leaders. It really doesn't matter what temperature the room is, but it's really nice to have air conditioning right okay, but it still works when it's hot and humid. okay. We learned that last year when we met outside a little right it's like it still works. What I've learned is that. The Lord can accomplish whatever he wants to accomplish with whatever the vessel is doing. Okay? So whatever I, I could get up here and preach heresy and somebody could get saved. Despite what, what some more religious scholars might say. Because I've seen it happen. I've been to meetings where the people get up and they preach this anti-biblical sort of new age world view. And somebody gives their life to Jesus. Not because of anything they said, but because the Holy Spirit's going to have his way regardless. And that takes a lot of pressure off. I've told you guys a story. One time I preached on, on giving in California, and, uh, which was a fun mix. And, uh, anyways, I, some people left. You know, it th- was the only time I've seen people leave during the sermon. It's okay. It probably wasn't as good as it maybe would have been now. But. Um, but uh, somebody left, and I'm preaching on giving. There's no gospel in every, anything that I'm saying. It's just, it's just basically a lot of facts and a lot of Bible, but uh, no gospel message, no, no mention really of Jesus, and somebody gave their life to Jesus. I'm like calling for like repentance, for being stingy and you know, not joyful in giving and not generous and not tithing, robbing from the Lord, and somebody gives their life to Jesus. And I was like, no, no, it's not time for that. I'm like, that's great, but are you tithing? <laughs> you see, he'll accomplish his purposes no matter what we do, no matter what I do. And so I'm sitting and thinking, Lord, there's, there's so many things that you want to do. In, in reading in 1 John, it says, to, this is one of the ways that you know that you're a follower of Jesus, that you obey his commands. I'm like, Jesus, what, what are your commands? And there's a lot of them. But basically, it's, you know, it's love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. And Matthew 10, Luke 10, Matthew 28, he sa- it says, Preach the gospel, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out ge- demons. Free- freely you have received, so freely give. Okay? So I'm looking at these commands, and I'm like, well, let's, w- let's just do all of it. Well, How do we do all of it in our, in our time that we have together? How do we do all of it? And, and really, it's not a. there shouldn't be a religious pressure to just make sure that those things get done just on Sunday mornings, or just on Friday night home groups, or just in special Bible studies. And this is a lifestyle of preach the gospel, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. A lifestyle of love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. should be getting that stuff done in your sleep, too. That's how much of a lifestyle it becomes. Is that, is that clear? This isn't, it's not a, it's not a box checking. There is a, a, people are like, it's not about do's and don'ts. I'm like, it's not about do's and don'ts, but there sure are some do's and don'ts, right? If I'm going to, if I'm, if you know, if I'm this single guy and I'm sleeping with my girlfriend and be, and be like, it's not about do's and don'ts. I'm like, yeah, but you should don't do that. <laughs> when you say it's not about, that's not just this excuse, right? It's, it's like, yeah, it's about Jesus and then don't sleep with your girlfriend, Right? So there, so I don't, don't make your religion based on do's and don'ts, but there are some do's and don'ts. And in that, I'm thinking, well, Lord, if you want all of these things done, and if you say that this is actually how we're marked and identified as a believer, is by our fruit, or are we following the commands of Jesus, says it again in the book of John, if you love me, you'll keep my commands, right? Well, then I was like, well, Lord, let's do it. Let's just do it all. How do we do it? And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to say that this morning, Whatever you walked in here with, there's opportunity to get ministry for it, okay? We'll make room for it. If you came to get baptized, I'm heating up the water. I'm serious. It's 81. Yeah, it's not, I'm sorry, it's not 95 like it was last week, but, but it's 81, okay? If you came this morning and you're like, I need somebody to lay hands on me because I am physically ill, what I have didn't get called out in the words of knowledge, so I need prayer for healing. Yeah. Then you're going to get prayer for healing. If you came and you're tormented in your mind, you can't sleep, right? Have trouble eating, have trouble focusing, have trouble with clarity, with mental clarity, mental fogginess. Does God love me? Does God hear me? What's my purpose? All these things. You need, you need ministry. You're going to get it this morning. They're just going to make time for it. You came this morning and you're, I'm going to share a little bit of my testimony, okay? Listen to me, I grew up in the church, okay? Not this church, a church. <laughs> not like Samuel, I wasn't raised in the building, but my parents were believers, and they still are. <laughs> um, there's a theology joke for you. And, uh, and so they raised me in church, very thankful for that. Because I, you know, I look back, and I, and I know so many, so many of you in this room were not raised in the church, and so many of you were, and, like, I, and I, just, I consider it a blessing that I was raised to know and love Jesus. But as I I'm going to tell you that I sat in church for a really long time, just a really good religious person. Did you hear me? Yeah. I sat in church a really long time as just a really good religious person. Okay? I knew exactly what to do. And I was really good at it. And I and I was genuine about being good at knowing what to do. It was that like I'm not a good actor. Okay? People are like, Nate, I love how when you preach, you're so transparent. I'm like, I just thought it was talking. It's just, I don't know how to not do these things. Okay, so I'm growing up in the church, and, I, and I'm really good at, at standing when you're supposed to stand and singing the right songs, memorizing the right verses, right? You no know, eye contact, I was raised in a very conservative church, eye contact with, with elderly people right? it's I'm respect, and all this, I'm showing, I'm going to missions trips, I'm, I'm checking the boxes, right? Okay, but, but there wasn't much going on with my own relationship with Jesus. Okay, anybody relate? It, it, really, wasn't, it really wasn't until about 12 years ago. Now, I've been walking with the Lord a long time, Gave my life to Jesus. You know, I I invited Jesus into my heart, as we used to say, when I was about five. Okay, I got baptized when I was 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there. I don't remember, but I got baptized into a belief system that didn't didn't account for the the ministry of the Holy Spirit like we believe that it does now in this church. Okay, so I rebaptized in 2009ish, right? Realizing that I that I had been baptized into a, different, a slightly different belief system, but one that was different enough for me to say, no, I actually now identify with Jesus and how he's represented in his word, not how he's represented in a religious viewpoint. When I got to the point where I was so frustrated with religion, but still genuinely loved Jesus, I didn't know what to do, it actually, for me, came to a point where I, I had to admit to myself that I didn't know something. That took some humility for me. Maybe, you're not, maybe that's just easy for you. It was really hard for me because I was very prideful. Okay, I wanted everybody to think I had it all together. Everybody, I don't want anybody to think that I'm not a believer. Unless, of course, that offends you, then you don't need to think I'm a believer, right? There's just this fear of man, man-pleasing spirit, Right Where I'm going to do the right things, or a lot of people say like, "Well, I'm going to go to church for my kids." Why? Like you' taking your kids to church for 60 minutes on a Sunday, but they live with you the rest of the minutes of the week? <laughs> Leave your kids at home and go to church so that you can be a better pastor to them at home. You, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm seeing all these things, I'm seeing, I, I was starting to see all these things, and I was going, "Lord, this is and plus, I was, just, I was just involved in a lot of stuff I shouldn't have been in life and just the pleasures of this world that, that I was, I was a, a hypocrite in that way. Um, and I needed it to stop. And it came to a point of just being able to recognize that I was wrong and I didn't know what I thought and wanted and wished that I knew. I needed help. And that I was willing to actually put in the work to read the word and figure out what it actually said and apply it over my life. That I was willing to put in the work to do the work, the same works of Jesus, to get involved in knowing what it meant to be a member of the kingdom of God. And it took a long time. And it was very hard and it was work. A lot of the times we live in a fast food society, right? Jesus has invited us to a sit down, five, six, seven course meal and we want drive through. Right? Drive through or sit down meal takes time, patience. There's courses that come, right? It's this, it's this it's conversational, right? But a lot of times we want drive through. I want it drive through, drive through, drive through, drive through. And would go to church, do things, check the box, get on. And then like when something really bad happened or I ran out of money or my car broke down or something, then I'm like, oh Lord, hey, come here, I need you for a sec. Anybody relate with me? Come on. When you start to get more and more revelation of the love of Jesus, which is what began to happen in me, I was able to say, okay, I don't understand. Okay, I don't, I don't know what I believe. Maybe you've asked that question. Like, well, I know, I, you're like, I believe the Bible. But on the inside, you're like, I actually really don't know what it says. I'll tell you what, that's a great place to start. Because the Bible was written to be understood. The Bible was written to be understood by peasants, uneducated peasants. Does that make any of you feel better? It made me feel better. So I was like, man, I'm gonna need this thing dumbed down. If you're gonna need some sort of <laughs> degree or whatever to, because I don't have any of those. I didn't. You know, I got my ged, but I don't have a degree, right? Listen, the reason I say all this stuff, I want you to understand that regardless of how long you've been in church, regardless of how you may have worked with great effort to convince yourself that you know what you need or that you know what the truth is, or that you can, you've kind of set up circumstances in your life maybe, like I had, to make you feel comfortable about where you're at, all the while knowing that you're actually very uncomfortable with where you're at, but it's easier not to face those things. Can anyone relate? Yeah. That there's total freedom from that, and that Jesus will meet you right where you're at. The reason I say that is because I was, it, with my belief system that I had, I was like, I'm too much of a hypocrite, I've sinned too many times. I've asked for forgiveness for the same thing too many times for him to really pull me out and show me all these things that I'm asking for. And similar to Cammie, it came when I had stopped asking, stopped seeking, and stopped when I was like, I'm just too far gone. I'm just going to keep rolling with religion. I'm going to keep rolling with just kind of where I'm at, and hopefully one day I'll break out of it. And, uh, and then the Lord showed up. I didn't get knocked over. I still haven't been called into ministry officially. It'll happen one day. I'm, I'm confident. But, but just like that, it was like overnight, in comes this humility that's not mine. Because I, I wasn't humble enough to know that I needed to humble myself. And I just woke up, and I was like, I, Lord, I'm just going to start. And I started declaring out of my mouth, I don't, I don't know you like I need to know you. I don't understand how you love me. I don't understand what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit. I don't understand. And then the Lord's like, ah, now I can work with them." And that's all it took. And he broke in. And The reason I say that this morning, I'm going to tell you, I think that there's a lot of people that sit in churches. I think a lot of people here this morning... That don't know Jesus, but think they do. If you know a form of religion, that's not Jesus. Jesus isn't religious. If you read the New Testament, Jesus lashed out at only a few people. Do you know who those people were? Religious people, okay? Sometimes people, people used to tell me, well, if Jesus came in here, what would he think? I'm like, I don't even want to know, because I saw how he treated church people in the New Testament, and... I kind of wish that I was a prostitute or a (laughs) demon-possessed druggie because he really loved on them. (laughs) Well, now that's out there on the Internet forever. (laughs) But he did. (laughs) That's why I don't hand out notes. You'd be circling that one. <laughs> no, but Jesus in the New Testament always lashed out on the people that thought they had it all together. Yeah. Whoa. Did you know that the Pharisees were zealous for the same Yahweh that we just worshipped? Did you know that exact same God? They weren't worshiping a they they in in. Uh, essence, they weren't worshiping a different God. In practice, yes, there was a lot of idol worship going on. But in essence, and in the scriptures, it was the same God. Okay, Judaism got perverted in that 400 years between Malachi and Matthew. Okay, and we ended up with the the, the Pharisees and Sadducees leading the church, and Jesus came to undo all that. And I believe he wants to come to undo some of that this morning. Okay, the Bible says in Romans 3.23 that the that all have sinned. Raise your hand if you're included in all. I said raise your hand if you're included in all. <laughs> Let's follow directions, guys. <laughs> it says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means no one is with, is, has some excuse like, well, well, <laughs> fill in the blank. No, don't even go down the well. Okay, I'm not going to pull you back up. Jesus will, but I won't. <laughs> okay? Don't fall down the well. It's, it's all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says that the wages of sin, because everybody has sinned, says that the wages of sin is what? Death. death. But the gift, the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Did you hear that? It's a gift. It's through Christ Jesus our Lord, and that gets us out of death okay, there is a payment that is necessary for your sin, okay? And you sinned. People are like, well, do you become a sinner by sinning, or do you become a sin, sinner because of imputed sin, because of Adam's sin? Both. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, it, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a dumb question, right? Because it's like, isn't, isn't the point that you're a sinner? That is the point. Now, listen, if you're saved this morning, I don't, I don't think you're a sinner anymore. Listen to me very carefully. I do not think that you attain something that we call sinless perfection, okay? But I, I believe that you are a saint who occasionally sins. You, you have struggles, right? We, but The Word of God says that we battle against the world, the flesh, and the devil, okay? So those three things, if you're in a fight, sometimes you're going to mess up. But, But God, right? He's forgiven you. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You hear that? Romans 5.8 says that God demonstrates his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, so while you, before you ever had an opportunity to make a good decision, Jesus died for you. Listen to that. Jesus endured Torture. Torture like none of you have ever experienced. Torture, torture, torture. He didn't deserve any of it. But the physical torture did not compare to the anguish that he also experienced on the cross when he took on your sin and the Father turned his face away from him. And the reason he did that was for the chance listen to me, the chance that you would say yes to him and follow him with your whole life. Do you realize that he, he was killed for a maybe? He was killed because I have to do it because they might say yes. And if they say yes, then they'll be saved. I'm not going to make them say yes because that's not love. If I hold a gun to Marissa's head and I say, love me, you have no choice. What's she going to say? I love you. It's not that you have a choice. But he did, he demonstrated his love for you, and that before you could make any decision on your own, before you were born, he died for you. Romans 10.9 says that if we confess, or if you confess, with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. Okay? I'll tell you what here. Here's a list of things that the culture is confused. Here's a list of things that do not save you. Your works. Okay? Being a good person and hoping. Well, we used to say hope in one hand and the live stream on, so hopefully I'm not going to finish that sentence. Hope only gets you so far. Listen. If you were baptized as a baby, that doesn't save you. If your parents said some sort of blessing over you, that's great. That doesn't save you. If you've been in church your whole life, that does not save you. Just like if you live in the garage, you're not a car. I'll see if you live in the garage. Talk to me. We'd love to help you with that. <laughs> doing good things, saying the right things, religious rites, even religious ordinances don't save you. Jesus saves you. Jesus is the gospel. He is the good news. He is the great commission, so to speak. Okay? It's about him for him unto him. And we're awaiting his return. Okay? Don't wait any longer. Don't flirt with salvation. Does that make sense? Don't mess, don't mess with it like it's something to be just kind of like, well, I'm going to keep thinking and praying about it. Enough work has already been put in. The blood of Jesus has already been spilled. And he didn't spare a drop because the Bible says that you were the joy set before him. That he went to the cross thinking of you, Janet. Knowing all the things that you would do right and wrong. And for the chance that you would say yes to him, he went and died. He did it for each one of you. Romans 8.1, it says that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Understand me that if you've said yes to Jesus and you keep hearing these voices that are like, eh, eh, no, are you kidding me? Do you know your past? Do you know how you ruined that person's life? Because you, you know that person is an alcoholic because you gave them your, their first drink. You know that person's a stoner because you got them ripped on their first joint. Do you know that person's that and that 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 voice that makes you want to wrestle with what is now a dead man or a dead woman? This verse is what you need to cling onto. The Bible says that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if you feel condemned this morning. You either believe in a lie or you're not in Christ Jesus. Yes? I'm very logical. I like logic. So if that verse is true, and we believe it is because it's in the word of God, if God is infallible, so is his word. Somebody say amen. Come on. Amen. Hebrews 6 says, impossible for God to lie. So if his word is true, and it says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, then if you're condemned this morning, you either believe in a lie, and you're feeling something that you're not, Right? Right? You're, or you're not in Christ Jesus. Worship team, why don't you come back up? Guys, church. I've been telling you, you know, and there's been a lot of messages that have been coming out of here about about revival, right? Things are changing. There's no more, or I should say, no longer will status quo Christianity be any form of Acceptable Christianity—it just won't work. But I, what do I mean by that? I mean showing up on Sunday, cruising, and then going back to life. It's just not—it's not, not going to work anymore. It's not going to work anymore to complain about carpet colors, right? No, thank God, I've never been complained to about the carpet. Carpet here is disgusting. So, it, but nobody's ever complained to me about that. Did you know that? Thank you. I'm saying, this stuff happens. This, it's just, if you've been in church any period of time, it's, you know, there's a lot of selfishness because we're, 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 fle- we're in the flesh sometimes. And people will come with things that are just like, me, oh, me, 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 me. Man, there's just, there's just not room for it. And, 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 it's so, and it's so good because the Lord's like, the Lord's like, help me. He's like, come with me and see the big picture. Let's just get that out of the way for a second. He goes, let's get back to basics. Let's get back to salvation. Let's get back to healing. Let's get back to deliverance. Let's get back to thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's get back to water baptisms. Let's get back to baptism in the Holy Spirit. Let's get back to speaking in tongues, right? Speaking in tongues, that one's going to ruffle some feathers. Listen to me. Did you know Here's what I didn't share. Did you know that that was the one thing that was keeping me from fully jumping in? From fully jumping in and saying, all right, Lord, is because I didn't understand tongues and because I had spent so much of my life making fun of people who spoke in tongues. I'm I'm, I'm talking about shaming them, calling them not saved, brainwashed, emotionalists, you're making it up. You're faking it, which is so funny. It's not funny. I mean, it's funny now, which is so funny because it's, it's just so raw and biblical. And it says that that'll stop as soon as Jesus comes back. <laughs> when the perfect comes, prophecy will fade away. Tongues will fade away. You know why? You don't need them don't need a prophetic word when the prophet's here, right? You don't need to speak in a prayer language when he's standing in front of you. You don't need a prayer in an unknown language. You don't even need to open your mouth. (laughs) So I hated on people that spoke in tongues. And the day that I, I went to a home group, actually, and a friend of mine, he was a cop, very just stoic. Just a good man, a good father. He's just a couple years older than me. He's laying on the couch, and I come in with this judgmental spirit because there's all these women, and we're all just— I might have told this story before, but there's all these women who are, like, sitting on the floor in this home group, and he's all sprawled out on the couch. And and uh, I'm like, jerk. And they're like, get up. You know, what are you— <laughs> You know, my dad's like, you know, if a woman walks in and there's not a seat, you're standing, you know? And so I'm, I'm like, what is this guy doing? I found out later he had had a vasectomy like 45 minutes earlier, you know? So I was like, ah. <laughs> Can I get you a pillow and an ice pack? I felt really, I actually apologized to him later. And I said, just so you know, I said, I was judging you hardcore. And he's like, he just laughed. He's like, no worries, man. He goes, I was on drugs. And I, you know, but... He shared, his te- he shared his testimony from the couch laying down about how the Lord had touched him, and, and when the Lord touched him, he spoke in tongues. And It was the first time I heard a testimony about tongues. I remember I had just been like, all right, Lord, I don't know. I had heard the testimony about tongues, and I was like, oh shoot, I believe him. Now, I didn't speak in tongues for about another four years, but I started wanting it that night for the first time. Or some would say, I began to eagerly desire. That's what the Bible says. So this morning, whatever you walked in here with, whether it's a bias towards tongues, whether it's heaviness in your mind, you're not actually saved, right? Maybe you've been walking with Jesus, right? Like in, in action, but really, really he's not Lord of your life. Really you haven't, said, Lord Jesus, I want to give you my life. I confess in my mouth, you're Lord, and I believe in my heart that, that you were raised from the dead. God raised you from the dead. Now I want you to say yes to Jesus this morning. If you haven't been water baptized, and you want to be water baptized today. We have extra towels and clothes and stuff like that and logistics. Plus, we're doing it at the end, so you can just go home and change if you need to uh, after, but we'll open the baptistry. If you need physical healing for anything in your body, I want you to get prayer this morning. Prayer team, if you come forward, um, and after the prayer team comes forward, I might call a few more people forward. We might need a few other hands on deck here. And if you're on the prayer team and I'm calling you forward and you need prayer for something, please just don't be on the prayer team. Just go get prayer, right? There's no there's no, um, there's no, no plan like that. So um, I'm just looking around and I'm seeing so many testimonies of the goodness of God in this room. I just know some of your stories and I'm just seeing that and like Cami, thank you for sharing. We, I mean, I'm not going to share your story. Maybe some, maybe you should write it out. And uh, but, how good is God to you? How good is God to you? And you went with a judgmental spirit, just like me. I don't care how you came. If you came judgmental this morning, if you came questioning, if you came just obstinate, if you came all in, wherever you're at. The Lord is here to deliver and to meet your needs. The Lord is here to save, he's here to heal, he's here to set you free. It doesn't matter, you don't have to, this morning, the point I guess that the Lord wants to get across is that there's not an agenda other than for him to meet you and you to meet him. Whether that's for the first time in salvation or whether that's for a need that needs to be met, he wants to meet you and you need to meet him. We need a few more people up here on the prayer team. Um thank you Fred. Yeah, if you're in the Sunday school class or my home group, you're now qualified and commissioned. Thank you, Abigail. So stand with me if you will. Several of you I don't know. My name's Nate. Sorry I forgot to introduce myself. I hope I get to meet you. Let's just pray. You can just hold out your hands if you want as an act of like Lord I need you to come and hold my hand or I need you to put something in my hand or maybe you have something you came in here that's heaviness and you just hold it out and give it to him just exchange your heavy burden for his light and easy burden for his light and easy yoke Holy Spirit, would you come? Lord Jesus, would you save, heal, and deliver this morning? Father, we believe your word. Lord, we believe the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Jesus, I don't care if you threw a wrench in the plans this morning for one person. That would be worth it. That's what leaving the 99 to get the 1 looks like. He left the 99 safe and in good hands, but he went after the 1. If you're here today, I don't believe it's by accident, and I don't believe that I don't believe that you came here with absolutely nothing you either came here with something to give which because every single person in this room that's called on the name of Jesus is part of the body of Christ and is therefore commissioned So you either came with something that you can give away or you came with a burden that you need someone to agree with you on you came because the Lord's going to save you today you came because you're going to get baptized today you came because you're going to get healed today supernaturally healed Okay. understand this I got LASIK I prayed for supernatural healing for six years <laughs> and I, I prayed as I was sitting there in the chair if I start seeing I'm calling it off <laughs> I'm serious listen I I, did, I had to wrestle for a year like does that mean I don't have any faith if I get LASIK does that mean I don't when the Lord provided the money to get LASIK I was like well we'll go that route whatever Nobody showed up for me. I had zero pain. I was supposed to have pain, so I had none. But I'm telling you that if you came here this morning with anything, he wants to meet you. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to kind of, if you, if you have to leave, you're blessed, okay? If you have to leave, you're blessed. But if you feel that, but the kids are good, if you have kids in kid care, they're good for another 15 minutes, okay? but I want, I want to give you the opportunity this morning to respond to whatever the Lord has pulled on you. It's not a specific call. Remember, this is for anything and everything. I really want to make that clear. If you're giving your life to Jesus this morning, I want you to come and, and talk to me. I'll be right here in the middle. If you need prayer for anything else, don't come talk to me. Talk to one of these other people, Please. If you want to get baptized, water baptized, go talk to Kyle and Brooke. Put your hand up, Kyle. If you need prayer for anything else, then any of these other people are up here willing to meet with you. And Micah's going to play. We're going to invite the presence of the Lord to come and move. If you have questions about anything that I just said, please come and talk to me. If If they're like, not like, tell me more about your testimony. I'll tell you more about my testimony later if you want. But... If something i said and you're like, I don't really know kind of where I'm at, you can come talk to me as well. Giving your life to the Lord. Questions about where you're at, come talk to me. Baptisms, Kyle, anything else, one of these men and women up here will partner with you. Let me just pray one more time. Father, we just thank you for what you're about to do. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and have your way. We're here for you and because of you, so we thank you for your sacrifice on the cross that makes this possible. And we just apply the blood of Jesus over every single individual and over every single situation.